Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break Podcast. These are short podcasts for you to listen to at a coffee break. Developed to give you some quick ideas on how to help you build your desk and business. Now, over to Adrian Mansfield, the Million Pound Biller for today's Coffee Break Podcast. Welcome to the Million Pound Biller Podcast. This podcast is designed to give recruitment consultants at all levels of their career some tips and ideas from the coalface of recruitment and also access to some of the best minds, both from inside and outside recruitment. The goal of this podcast is to offer you ideas that you can use to improve your business, ideas that can bring you closer to your personal goals, and tips that you will be able to implement this week to help you on that journey. I'm your host, Adrian Mansfield. I've had a number of million pound years, years where I've built over a million pounds in contingent recruitment billings. I've worked in the UK and internationally and traveled the world as part of my 20 years in recruitment. I'm still learning every day, and I hope that we can learn some new things together with these podcasts. I'm always available on social media, at Million Pound Biller, and I'm happy to discuss any ideas or concept with listeners on any of those media streams. Now on to this week's Coffee Break podcast. Welcome back to the Million Pound Biller Coffee Break podcast. I'm in the middle of recording a number of really exciting interviews with some great guests, and I'm very much looking forward to bringing these to you over the next couple of weeks. In a follow-up from my discussion with Mike Ames on the magic number, I'm speaking to a financial advisor, Alan Smith, who can offer some real insight into how to get to that magic number and provide you with the guidance you need to help you keep on track. I've also spoken with recruitment trainer, Gavin Johnston, who's looking to deliver a range of solutions to recruitment consultants, whether you're just starting out or if you've been in recruitment for 20 years like myself. He and I have very similar views on some of the main issues facing consultants today, and I'm very much looking forward to sharing that with you. Finally, I'm interviewing someone who's sold their business, but not in the traditional method. They put their business in trust for their staff, and in so doing, have overachieved their multiple of profit by 50% and have left their company in good hands. That is my definition of a win-win, and I'm very much looking forward to hearing how he did it and in what we in recruitment could learn from it. From the insight I have so far, I believe it could be a really serious option for many recruitment firms, and yet it's one very few are even looking at. Those are all to follow over the coming weeks. So for now, let's get to this week's Coffee Break podcast and start with topic one. What would be your perfect average day? I'm sure, like me, many of you have thought about what your perfect day would be, that once-in-a-lifetime ideal day. Now, for me, it would most probably include around Augusta, along with some really good family time. But the perfect average day isn't that. This is a process that allows you to think about what you want from your life, where you would want to be on an average day. The goal of this exercise is to think about your life and what you want it to look like, but in a very detailed manner, based around a single day in your ideal life. What time would you get up? Where would you live? Who would you share the bed with? What would your morning routine be? And what would your work be about? Where would you work? And what would you be doing? Then what other things would you be doing with your day and how would you spend your evenings? There are in the full process around 20 questions that you answer, and in so doing, you build up a picture of what that perfect average day looks like. Once you have that picture, you go out working out where the gaps in the picture and reality actually lie. Do you own the house you want to wake up in? Are you with the person you want to share that with? Do you have the job or the career that you want to be working at? Do you have control over your work life such that you can meet any of the other things that you want to do and still achieve or deliver on your work goals? I started this process and the first thing I noticed was that I had a number of things in my perfect day already in place. Sure, there are a number of areas that don't yet match up with the ideal picture I've developed, but in the gap between the perfect day and my current position, it's not so huge that I can't see a road that will get me there. Sure, you may well have a different idea of that perfect day 
And that's for you to decide. Indeed, I suspect for some of you, that version of a perfect day may change in time. I know that the day for me now is very different to what it might have looked like, said, at 27 or 26, if I did this process. The fact is, when you know what your perfect day looks like, then you can see the path to get there. And from that set of paths, you can start to work out the effort you need to put in to get to that point. I found that when I started to review these goals and work towards them, it became much easier to do so as the end goal was a clear one. And I could see how the immediate work that I was doing today would lead me to that particular part of the perfect day I was aiming for. Equally, the side effect of knowing what a perfect day looks like is that you can start to rule out things that don't fit that picture or that pull you down off on a different path. If your perfect day doesn't have you strapping on a gold chain worth thousands, why would you go out to buy one? If your ideal day has you driving X car, why would you start to chase a two-seater sports car if that isn't the car in your dream? If you want to be in control of your own business and have control over your time, then is working for the company the best way to achieve that? Would you be better off kicking off your own business so that in time can get you to that goal? But that doesn't have to be the case. Perhaps working in the company does get you to that goal. Maybe it gives you the control over time that you wanted to. The point is, everyone's perfect average day is different, and no one can tell you what yours needs to look like, only you. But these questions and answers will always be unique to you, and they will depend on your view of that perfect day. But one thing is clear to me, that if you do have that picture in mind, it makes the efforts much easier to get to it. And on to topic two for this week. The thing that we can learn from the game we've all played. I spent some fun time this weekend playing Monopoly, the kids edition with my daughter. The benefit of the kids edition is that it's quicker to play than the full version and frankly, leads to less arguments, especially when it's played with someone as competitive as me. After I finished the game, I thought about the parable of Monopoly in our lives. I've never seen anyone play Monopoly and not try to buy houses or stations or waterworks or whatever. Never seen anyone simply go round and around and collect their £200 or $200 salary for passing go. And I'm sure if anyone ever did that, they would soon find out that it's a pretty poor way to play the game. Indeed, in the aforementioned kids version, you are actually forced to buy the property as soon as you land on it. So if we're hardwired to focus on buying assets and investing to try and win a basic kids game, and if no one asks to play the game would ever even think of circulating around and simply accumulating salary, passing go, why do we all seem so fixated on just such a model in our real life? So few people I speak to are willing to let go of their salary, and even fewer seem willing to spend money to invest in assets that will offer them a passive income. Back to Monopoly. When somebody pays you rent, you don't have to work to receive it. Once you buy the property, the work is done, bar putting out your hand and collecting your money, if you're my daughter. Equally, the more you invest, the more you earn. As anyone who's played the game will attest, put hotels up on Mayfair and just wait for those funds to roll in. It comes a second nature to us in Monopoly, but seems to be completely counter to things that we do in our real life. Sure, this may seem like a childish analogy, but life does reflect the games we play in our youth. After all, that's the reason these games resonate, and something like Monopoly has been resonating for quite a long time. I've always been a big believer in investing in myself. I spend time and money to try and improve myself as a business person, and I hope as a person in general. I'm also trying to learn my lessons and improve as an investor, and put much more money into appreciating assets and less and less into liabilities such as fast cars, which has been a point of mine in the past. Whether those assets are investing in a business or property, or sorting out with the financial advisor how I'm going to use my assets, skills, companies and investments to reach that magic number by way of financial assets that he will help to develop for me. But equally, I'm taking a wider look and I'm trying to control the wider board. I'm not looking to simply settle for going round and round on the board and collecting my fixed salary each orbit. Over the next few years, I'll be looking for ways to take control of that process as well. 
Who says we have to follow the rules of the game and collect the same salary each month? Why not store it up and pay yourself a large figure at the end of the year, as you can do if it's your own company? Or even throttle back on your work and take a smaller salary or have a team doing the day-to-day. And then you have much more free time to do with what you want to. The key is Monopoly is a kid's game. And yet in that game, we seem free to do many of the things we're told we should do in real life. I suggest it may be worth taking some lessons from the game and then employing them in your real life. So that's it from this week's Coffee Break podcast. I hope you found the topics of interest and I look forward to discussing them with you on social media. Once again, I'm at Million Pound Biller. As I noted earlier, I have a range of really great interviews coming up. So I really recommend if you don't already, you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also if you can leave and like a review, and comment that would be great for us as well because it helps to reach out to other potential listeners and until next week enjoy the journey